Chapter Twenty Eight of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Twenty Eight: A Home Gayer Than Congenial. Madame Leland Nee Powell was the widow of a West Indian planter, late deceased. Her husband during life had held commercial intercourse with Bristol, then chief port of communication with all the transatlantic colonies. Though a Creole of French descent, the isle of his nativity in the Antilles had come under British rule, and he himself rather affected English tastes and habits, often visiting England and making short sojourns in it. At a Bristol ball he at first met Gwendolyn Powell, ambrose his sister had married in bristol and there designed spending the evening of his days in retirement from the cares of business life and when the time at length came for carrying this design into execution he sold off his west indian plantation an extensive one with its human chattels some hundreds in number and invested the proceeds in bristol property part of it being a handsome dwelling-house meant for his future home into this he had entered about a year before the commencement of the civil strife which he lived not to see the cold moist climate of our island so different to that of the tropical antilles was fatal to him and in less than twelve months after settling on the avon's banks he was buried there having succumbed to an attack of pleurisy possibly fast living may have had something to do with it he was a man of social inclinings and sumptuous habits which his great wealth enabled him to indulge without stint and he had recklessly disregarded the care of his health fortunately for those who inherited his property his life of extravagance had not been long enough to dissipate it and madame lalande was still one of the wealthiest women in bristol with no one to share her wealth save an only daughter a girl of some eighteen summers or to speak more correctly one summer of eighteen years in length for the occasional visit to england with her father and mother had been made in this season the rest of her life spent in a land where winter is unknown all summer her life in every sense from her cradle not a wish denied or taste ungratified but everything lavished upon her which money could purchase or parental fondness bestow as a consequence clarice lalande had grown up a spoiled child and now that she was almost a woman the fruits of such folly made themselves manifest imperious and capricious she had a temper which would not brook restraint for this it had never known accustomed all her life to the obeisance of black slaves and the flattery of mulatto handmaidens flattery from others she had received too a very incense of it which her beauty without thought of her prospective wealth commanded for a beauty she was of the true creole type with all its characteristics the golden-brown tint of skin the crimson flush of cheeks the brilliancy of dark eyes with a luxuriance of hair that defied confinement by ordinary clasp or comb 
there was the suspicion of a wave in it and report said that the blood in her father's veins had not been pure circassian but with a slight admixture of ethiopian all the more piquant were the charms it had transmitted to his daughter as the star-like fire in her brown-black eyes and a figure of grandly voluptuous outline some of her mental characteristics too may have come from it a certain sensuousness with the impatience of control already adverted to such being clarice lalande it scarce needs saying that between her and her cousins powell there was little congeniality either of tastes or sentiments though in person more resembling sabrina the two were mental antipods while sunbright vega who looked altogether unlike her dark-skinned creole cousin had yet certain similar traits of temper the which made mutual antipathy at first sight as when alkali and acid come into contact it afterwards became heart hatred inspired and nursed by the most powerful of influences considering that madame lalande was ambrose powell's sister and that her late husband had been a protestant of huguenot ancestry at least four-fifths of him one would naturally expect her to be on the parliamentary side supposing her to take a side at all with ardent inclinings thereto ardent inclinings had she and side she took but strange perversity against the parliament not for it and it was like mother like daughter for clarice with all her frivolousness of character had political leanings too or more properly caprices the frivolity itself their cause in the eyes of the imperious young lady roundheadism and puritanism were things of reproach and the terms themselves often scornfully on her lips kingly form of government was the only one fit for gentle people and cavaliers alone worthy to associate with such as she those curled darlings dear delightful creatures as in her foreign partiality she was accustomed to call them wonderfully hospitable was madame lalande that is in a fashionable way she gave grand entertainments which was indeed but continuing what had been done before the death of her husband nor was it so long after that event they were recommenced and carried on with greater eclat than ever for clarice had become a toast and now an heiress sole and safe from any possibility of late-born brother or sister to share the demised wealth there was keen competition for the favour of her smiles knights and baronets were flitting about in plenty with here and there an earl and as her ambitious mother aimed at having a titled son-in-law so spread she the banquet to allure them during the brief rule of the gay essex as a matter of course madame lalande's house was open to him and so frequently was he its guest there had been talk of an attraction in it beyond the delights of the dinner table or the joys of the dance he was not a lord but as the son of one in all probability some day would be 
alas for any matrimonial designs madame leland might have upon the rollicking colonel for her daughter her chances of showing him further hospitality were brought to an abrupt end by his heels getting kicked up in a different way and himself carried off a prisoner to berkeley castle with all the festivities in the house of the planter's relict went on as usual nearly every night something of dinner-party and during the day receptions if there was suffering in other homes of bristol through the state of semi-siege in which the place was then held nothing of this affected the home of the rich west indian widow yet it had inmates who took little delight in its joys and one who detested them that one ambrose powell a new style of life with a companionship altogether uncongenial was it to him but for its being forced upon him by the necessity of circumstances he would not have continued it a single day not an hour it was many long years since he had last met his sister and remembering her as a guileless country girl almost portionless too seeing her now a sharp woman of the world wealthy and devoted to ideas of frivolity and fashion above all finding her changed from the political faith of their common father and family he was alike surprised and shocked angry moreover to the point of reproaching even scolding her and would have done so but for the question cui bono which had negative though silent answer in all he saw around his dear sister gwen who in earlier days would have humbly listened to his counsels and been controlled by them would now resent the meekest suggestion as to her way of life or the conduct of her affairs many a time after becoming her guest did he regret having passed on or beyond gloucester to seek an asylum in bristol but he was in bristol now he and his and how to get out of it was not a mere question of inconvenience but a matter of great difficulty attended with danger though not so close to the door after that seventh of march night the wolves were still without on the roads ravening everywhere end of chapter twenty eight recording by john brandon